millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A grain of rice. A grain of rice. Want to tip the scale. Just remember that, lad. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that show. we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Okay, folks, uh, how you all doing? Um, hope you're you're good. Hope you enjoyed the really fine weather. Uh, now it's getting a bit murky and a bit colder. Um, the lockdown might be a bit easier patrol. But uh, I suppose we all loved the bit of good weather uh, this morning. We're thrilled to be to make history on on the Irish Examiner hurling show uh, by having a footballer on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but since since we had a jockey in Davy Russell who won a couple of Grand Nationals, uh, we're we're not shy and we're not sorry about having the great own the bomber listing seven time All Ireland winner with us this morning. Uh, bomber, how's it going? Couldn't be better, Anthony, under the circumstances. Um, no, everything, everything is good, really. You know, it is, we'd love to have more matches now at this time of the year and to be involved a bit more in it, but sure, we just got to get on with it. And, you know, the last few months, really, I didn't find too long. There's a, a nice old walk around where I live, and only for that, we'd have gone mad, I'd say. Are you, are you in the town there, Barman, really? I'm just out the Phoenix Road, uh, you know the, the Eyster Tavern, not too far from the Eyster. I do that with my time, my time in Kilmiley. <laughs> after, yeah. after coming out of matches in in, in Stax Park, uh, I think we ventured to the Eyster once or twice. All right, yeah. uh, before before heading up north. Um, well, sure, that's beautiful there out around Phoenix. Like lovely part of the world, yeah. Lovely part of the world is right. And come here, no golf. No golf, unfortunately. Next Monday, can't burst in for it. I must have about 60 golf balls lost out my back garden, and it's only a small back garden. <laughs> but any time you go under the bushes, I can't get them back out. So I got a, re- I got a refill anyway there two days ago again, so I have another 40 ready to lose. Uh, so, uh, you're obviously a member in Tralee, yeah. I'd be a member in Tralee and Ballybunion, yeah. I, I was going to say, you're still a member in Ballybunion, yeah. obviously. Yeah, my father bought life membership for me in 1971 for 300 pounds, and it was the best investment ever. Anyway, I tell you, we got we've got great fun out of it, and um, then I, the membership here is very reasonable as well and truly, and fantastic course. They're just improving it the whole time. Love it, love it out there. It is therapy, even just walking around, playing bad yeah. golf, even. Three, three of the best courses in Ireland, the two in Ballybunion and uh, and Tralee. I have to, have to say, I've had the privilege of hacking my way around them and uh, unreal, like uh, you know. So, are you are you on the timesheet for Monday? Yeah, I'm down there with Ogie, uh, Ogie, Mike, and myself. So we're looking forward to it. We're all bursting for it. I tell you, Ogie, Ogie, in lockdown. How did it suit him? Well, he's he's done a pile of gardening anyway, he tells us. I can't wait to go up and see it, you know. Oh, can of Guinness, like? No, he's very disciplined that way, you know. Um, but Boston for the golf now as well, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the last time, I suppose, we, we had a bit of a good social crack together. We were in a place called Gisela de Zizlo, is it? Just off, 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 off of Venice there in Italy, courtesy of Sean Gehan Travel. There was a lot of good golf played, but there was a lot of good crack as well. Mighty, mighty trip, yeah. God, I, I remember going down, is it the gondolas? Uh, going down with, with Christy Heffernan as my partner, I tell you. There was no romance anywhere in that trip. I tell I you, you, I went in a few of them. You were probably in a few of them as well. Sure, they went on for maybe 20 years nearly, but Christy was my roommate, like. Oh, and God. I tell you... Um, I'd rather go down a gondola than share a room with him ever again in my life. 
Jesus Christ, I tell you, if if any man could snore for Ireland, and he'd be around the same size as yourself, if not bigger, like heightways. And I used to bait him with books. I think I, <laughs> I threw a shower, a full shower bag with uh, shaving cream and after shaving everything at him one night in the bed. I was that demented and had to be up for golf in about two hours, and we're only in bed about two hours. So some, so some crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember you giving us the piano man on top of a table. All right. Uh, one night in an open air uh, bar, and we were sitting kind of outside. And, I remember uh, the, saw, the saw doctors got a blast as well, I think. The saw doctors, the N17 got a blast. <laughs> but, uh, I remember the crowd, the crowd were, you know, the way they're very civilized over there, and they were all licking their ice cream, walking down long after having their meal and that. And there was these 13 or 14 Irish fellas, Bernard Flynn and Stephen O'Brien and Joe Dooley and Christy and Dignan and Steve, ah, stop, it was a who's who. Uh, there was us giving it holly out on the kind of uh, the balcony of the bear and we nearly had an audience for a finish outside <laughs> it was all operatic stuff anyway it was, it was operatic alright cheese uh, uh, bomb uh, where to begin I know you're probably under a bit of demand for this start of stuff because look we've no live games and we're all trying to talk to the, the great characters of the games and uh I suppose we we've been we've been blessed the last few weeks, and we're we're thrilled to have you as well, you know. And uh, we're great. We as I said, we Doctor Conway, the gas one with Davy Russell, you know, who a jockey's life like, and, and yeah. our lives so much similarities in the discipline required for a lot of the year. But <laughs> we someone was saying recently to me, it's the only sport with two ambulances following the the the, the players around. You know, the, the jockeys, you know, it is such a dangerous sport, really, you know, compared to the, the handy stuff we had. You you had yourself a chant already had two John's ambulances, fellas, behind you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was amazing, like, that they get no, do you know what I mean? They get no real break at all, like, to put on a few pounds or at least we used to be able to kind of winter well, weren't we? Jeez, we were very lucky in our time, like, was, once the All-Ireland was over, say, the third week in September, I'd only be going around Patrick's Day, you know, the following Patrick's Day, you'll be trying to get back into shape just to avoid a bit of pain. You'll be, you might go to start the march just to get a, a step ahead of the others. But like we had five, six months off, which was brilliant. Do you know, I put on about two, two and a half stone during that. And Mick would have great fun knocking it off me then, sure. <laughs> I sure it was great. But like in fairness, the effort that the players are putting in now is fantastic. Yeah, it's different times. And then I like, I mean, I remember asking Lucknan one time, could I was coming near the end and I, I just said to him, like, just Jerry, would you mind if I took January? Do you know? Now, we wouldn't have had that time because obviously in the old Munster Hurling Championship, uh, you could be playing a quarterfinal on the, you know, the 25th or 6th of May that time and you could be out in your arse. Do you know? So you didn't really, yeah. I mean, I suppose you were nearly guaranteed to be me. The Cork match was your starting off point, really, usually, wasn't it? Well, yeah, and it was a huge match for us because it was knockout, you know. And if you lost that one, your whole year was gone. Yeah. And there was there was there was more pressure on that match than any of the matches, you know. The fear, the fear of just being having no matches for the rest of the year, the All Ireland gone, the trips at the end of the after the All Ireland, they'd all be gone. Like if you lost the Cork, so they were huge matches. I know, and you just on that. Stick with that bomb for a sec. Like you, you were all over the world, really. Like, weren't you? Uh, we were very lucky. I think Miko knew he had to come up with a different trick to motivate us every year. Like, you know, and Jesus, there was nothing better than the the carrot of a trip abroad. Like, and you know, it was America, it was San Francisco, it was Hawaii, it was Australia. You know, I think it was Bali. We were supposed to be going to for, if we won the five in a row, but. <laughs> The lads said it was belly bunning, we ended up in anyway instead of belly. Yeah, did they not even give you a consolation trip to the Canaries because you were fed up with the Canaries at that stage? Well, we had we had gone away, that wouldn't have done us at all that time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Different gravy, like. Different gravy. Spill <laughs> <laughs> answered that to me one time, you know. I was asking him, ah, we had a few jars, I suppose, after a Sunday game, and I said, like, how did you, do you know, we. Now, we wouldn't have been as, as long-lived as ye, and we, of course we didn't win anything like what ye won, but we'd have been on the road together, the bones of us, from about 93, 4 to 
2001, two, you know, the boys got to the final again in 02 now. It was just gone. Long evenings. Yeah, it was. And great times for us now because we weren't used to it. But like, I, I was sent to Spinan, how did he keep he going? And he said, like, he'd dangle Australia, you know? Or yeah. like, he'd dangle Hawaii, like. And yeah. like, I suppose maybe was it just slightly different times? Yeah, I'd say Anthony does well. Like, no one gets fed up of, of winning. And yeah. I think once you're there with a with a group, you know, the camaraderie, the, the fun, the enjoyment you get of being with your teammates, that that all plays a huge part in it as well. And we got to know each other very well through the trips. And then, sure, you were enjoying the dressing room, you were enjoying the training, the after training, the crack, you know, the, the circus that goes with it. You were able to enjoy all that. So, you know, there was no one up to note. And you were just, the bond between the players was getting stronger and stronger every year, you know. And so, would he, um, would he, I know I know he was a tough taskmaster and he wasn't the man for drinking pints himself, like, but would he would he let you off the leash, kind of? Oh, he like, would. Day, after, day, night, day of a Munster final now, would he say, I'll see you Thursday or... He, he didn't have to say it. He knew that he knew that was going to be happen, happening, you know. But like that was that was the great thing about him. Like he knew the time that we needed to have our crack and our fun, and he knew then when it was serious stuff. And his his greatest quality was that time. Like he was like a horse trainer, like the type of training that I'd need, like a Clydesdale, I'd say, versus what your power and what I know you'd need is totally different. And he knew that. And sure, he, he just slugged myself, Tim Kennelly, Paddy Shea, Shawnee Welsh, all the fatties, he used to call us. Like, we got killed. Like, but sure, the lads were only coming in to do the, the hair for us. You know, do it, doing a few laps to keep the pace up. And they were kicking around while we'd be doing all the hard slog. But that was his greatest thing as a trainer, I think. From a fitness point of view, he knew where every fella should be finishing in every sprint or in every 440 you know, he knew where you should be finishing. And if you were back a few yards, it was extra stuff for you. And the total, it was individual training nearly he had for the, for the fellas that time, which was unique, like, you know. And was there fellas that used to be allowed finish behind you, Bob? The goalies. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. I used, to, I, used to, I used to say the goalies in Liam Dyle. <laughs> that was my first once I stayed ahead of the goalies, I was happy out, you know. <laughs> and would Charlie not be good to train, no? Charlie and Paddy Mahoney that time, I, I could take them. I could scalp them any day. <laughs> Coming up the hill in Cheltenham, you'd, you'd pass oh, them out. I'd, like a name in Cockland, look over at them, you know. <laughs> and the boys said, come on, Bob, come on, Bob. <laughs> and your power finished about two or three minutes earlier, like. After lapping us. Yeah, I, I remember one night, like, we did, this young lad came on, David Ford, scored a great goal to, to beat Tipperary in 97. Sorry, Larry's a tip man now, Bob, so we throw in one of these every week, like, you know. But, like, 40, like, how he wasn't running cross-country for Ireland just bait me, like, you know. Yeah. But, like, yeah. your man would say 35 laps, Mike Mack, look, man, let Mike Mack do his whipping for him, you know. And, like, we take off on these yokes anyway, like, and we've had about lap seven, like, and Ford did go past you for the first time, like. And I used to say, to, like, there'd be a few of us cozying up together. Keep this going now for a while, lads. Can you can kick on around fifteen or sixteen, like you know, and whoever, but just keep together, seven or eight of us, cute boys, of course. And and Fordy whizzing past us, like. And I said, Fordy, you're only a bollocks. <laughs> and he he was half an army, kind of, because he was only a young lad coming in. And of course, it probably be me, Dial, Tui, McMahon, all these things. And and like he used to stop and nearly stay. I know we're only Blagarden, David. Go on away. I was just geez, I tell you when he when he came on in the All Ireland final in '97 and he was whizzing everywhere. I remember just taking a moment in time after he getting a brilliant point. He kind of brought him on corner forward and brought him out the field, and Tip didn't follow him. And sure, he did rack like. And uh, I I remember sitting taking a second. I said, Jesus, all them times you let me. I'm glad of them now. Like, you know, <laughs> horses for courses, I suppose. Horses for courses, exactly. And Bob, can I? Funny enough, though, can I take you to the finish yeah. of your time? And I won't even go with '93, like, because our boys were in '92, so they obviously had to send back for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. When Mikko went, like, did you yeah. go, Sarta? Yeah, I wanted to go at that time. That was 1990. And um, 
was it Charlton and Clay, Clay Tink? Um, Mickey Ned took over anyway, and I had been to Australia in 1990 with the Irish team, and I said that that's a lovely finish. Now <laughs> we can hang up the boots and want to dig. And um, but Mickey Ned uh, was after taking over carry at the time, wanted me to stay on, um, and I just told him, "Look, Mick, there, there comes a time. I know it's the right time now to leave it there." You know, I was deciding to married and kids. But he convinced me to stay on that year, you know, and um, I stayed on then in 90. I left in 91 and 2 then, and I came back for a for a blast in 93, and that was it then. The six-inch nail went into the boots then. <laughs> and and did, you, did, did you play on a bit for Bale? For Bale? I did. I played, um, I played my last match at 40. In an Arcari Championship final, um, midfield, came on at midfield, and the fellow I was marking got man of the match. And I said, <laughs> I said, that is the most optimistic coach ever, and he put me on midfield at 40 and about 20 stone. But um, that was definitely the best. <laughs> Just to put it in context, like I know, like, because we're literally. Uh, we're 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 Zoom calling each other or SoundClouding each other here from across the pond. Like we're very near each other. I'm I'm down the tip of West Clare here, and uh, I'm literally only ten minutes from the ferry, and I'd be in Tarbert. Like, um, and like the North Kerry Championship, just to put it in context for people, like is played like nearly every senior championship, uh, county championship in the country, really, except the time of year, isn't it? That's it, yeah. It was huge for us. Like, you know, our club had never won an Arcari Championship, Tilogi, and we had a good team just kind of came along and eventually Bernie Callaghan was training us and he had experience of playing with Kerry and um, we 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 won it for the first time in 77. But it, it, was, it was huge. It was county championship stuff for us. Like, because, you know, there was, there was 11 or 12 clubs in Arcari and whichever one of those 12 clubs trained the hardest and put in the greatest effort, usually won it, you know? Yeah. And we just wouldn't have had the belief, like we'd no tradition of winning our Kerry Championship. But eventually we we got there and we we, we had good success there for, for a good few years, you know? I'd say it was party, party central in Ballybunion after winning the North. Well, I sure trust was the best ever, like you know. It could be, and it could be played just to put it in context again, like it could be played around Stevens Day, like the final, couldn't it? Yeah, we played we played final Stevens Day, like you know, often it was in the muck and the gutter, more times it was in the frosty hard ground. But it was just great. And what made it so good was everyone in North Kerry knew what was happening that day. The most important thing in North Kerry it was happening that day was the championship. You'd have a few thousand at it, like, you know, and Everyone to the the talking point. Um was whereas we played they played it one year during the summer. And sure we won it and came through Belly Bunyan, all the tourists around and sure no one. No crack because everyone was too busy and they it was lost in the in the atmosphere of the place. Whereas you win it around Christmas time or November, sure you get two or three months crack out of it, like and great fun and I'm really happy that that we experienced that with a lovely bunch of lads, friends that you grew up with, you know, uh, fellas. That you know, to to it was a fantastic journey to be on, um, and fantastic memories to have. Yeah, like I remember meeting a buddy of mine there. That you know, a lot of the Kerry boys came across to work in Money Point, obviously, and yeah. uh, he was a Tarbert man. I think Tarbert won it maybe two, three years ago. I'm not sure now. Be back by Shane Inright anyway, but they kind of won it and they hadn't won it in years. And I, I like, was the old, was the old Christmas racing festival was on, you know. And I happened to go into the old bookies in in Kilrush to do an old bet anyway. And I met Macho anyway inside. Jesus, Macho, said, "Gee, we old or what?" Like you know, he's, I think it was around the twenty eighth or ninth of December. He says, "Jesus, no, the boys won the North Kerry sure." He says yesterday. He says. I might have to come back in the boat. Like, <laughs> I was just saying, like, if you're tall fellas in Kirkcastle, like, that they were after winning in a county final or divisional final, even, and, and the 27th or 8th, that 
they'd say, what are you doing with a hurley even your hand this time of the year? But sure, that's, that's the brilliance of it. Like Going back to Belly Bunyan, Bob, like, would, would it not, would there be a big tradition there or not, not? Like, what would you be like? I, I can only compare it maybe to Kilki here, who yeah. sometimes have a brilliant team, but unfortunately for them now, are back junior A, you know. And uh, he would have contested a Munster Club final against the Gael Talks in around 2002 or three, you know. Um, but but sometimes then their numbers would would dwindle. Would, in in Ballybunion, like in terms of uh, numbers and that, would you have had plenty numbers? I would have had like, but there was no tradition there of of no strong tradition of saying our carry championship football. Like you know, you'd have you'd have had teams. You would have, I remember. When we were very young, you'd have parish leagues. You'd have four teams of 15, like, you know. Now, fellas, they'd be ranging in age from 45 down to about 15, like, you know. But um, they were just like faction fights that time, and they split the club. The club had to be brought back together again. Um, But there was passion there, and there was pride, and, you know. um, But but you just hadn't the the tradition of of winning, are being competitive even in in our carry championships, and it was just it all it all changed that we came with a good underage team, and Niall Horgan, who was our local teacher there, would have he'd have put in massive effort, and you had John Francis Ahern, and you had Liam Lynch. There was there was a lot of Jimmy Buckley fellas that were there that just gave their whole life to the to the thing, like you know, and eventually a good underage team came, and they were kept together, and then moved up along, and Ogie. Ogie was there and he was a college star then, like, you know, we'd seen him playing at television and were in awe of him. And God, he 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 was just an awesome player. Like, you know, anytime we had him, we'd win by three or four goals, like, you know, if not five. And if we were missing him, we'd lose by three or four. <laughs> you know, he was just an exceptional uh, player. And, uh, you know, eventually they kept that team together and we won a novice and a junior and intermediate and then we were we were in our carry championship. We eventually went senior and and we won or we got the two county championship semifinals for for Bale on, on their own on our own. I the only regret I have in football is I do think if we really believed that we could have won a championship in eighty nine, the year Long Rangers won it. I just feel we were we were caught a bit by John Mitchell's in the semi-final and just we had a team that could that had where we were strong, they were weak, and where where they were strong, we had fellas to mark them, you know. Um so butcher, we all that's that's the only regret anyway, that if we really believed we could have won a championship with Bay, like which would have been fantastic, you know. But to nearly to nearly have equaled like Clare Hurlers winning an All Ireland for Bale to win a county on your own, like Bam. Oh, it would. Um, absolutely. Like, it was, it was, it would have been huge, like, you know. Um, but, you know, we had we had the journey. We had the, the crack, the fun, the memories, you know. Give it to us any day. It's only a small regret, um, really. But um, we we got plenty of success out of it and, and got, enjoyed every bit. And got the senior medal with, with what you'd consider now, I suppose, not to be the strongest division with Shannon Rangers. In seventy seven, that's right. Shannon Rangers had a good tradition, like you know, the, you had Talbot, the Belly who Belly Duff, uh, Belly Bunyan, and Belly Longford, like all together, and um, then they they, they was followed fairly regularly, but but they won in in seventy two. Ogie Ogie was on that team in seventy two as a sixteen year old, would have marked Brendan Lynch, a county senior, and kept him to a point in a in a county final. And you know they won they won that in seventy two. I was about fifteen at the time, but then in seventy seven, Jackie Welsh. There was a, a row again. Talbot and and it was just Bale and Belly Longford on their own, and Jackie Welsh and Ogie were training, and um, we used to go over to Clare play Kilrush uh, regularly there. The, the Hearty Brothers. Do you remember there was four or four of them? They won five in a row. About, and Clare, like that's right, yeah. We had some great battles. We'd 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 go across there in the ferry, uh, play the match and get back. Um, on the last ferry, on the last ferry, yeah. <laughs> so that was that was in '77, and we won. We won '77. We were beaten in the final in in '78. But um, it was it was it was always nice to have a, a, a county championship medal. Anyway, yeah, I'm really delighted to have that.
Yeah, it was, inc- it was incredible. There's no doubt about it. And like, you, when did you move into Tralee, Dinbam? I know, I know, I know. And I want to ask you about this. Like, yeah. you were a um, a moon tour skull skull yeah down in Marvel for a while. Like, I that you find out things about fellas <laughs> like you never knew before. Like. <laughs> yeah, uh, I moved down to Waterville in 78. Why? Like? Uh, why? Because I had just qualified at that stage um, as a I was a science teacher. It was like in a different world. But um, 1978, uh, that's, that was where I got the job. It wasn't because, uh, I, I should say, Miko got the job for me. <laughs> I don't know whether he had a part in it or not, yeah. But I ended up down there anyway. It sounds and, like too uh, much of a coincidence. Like It was lucky for me anyway, I'll tell you, because I had my own personal trainer Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Not, no one had personal trainers that time, like, you know. So, um, but it was the real school. I had knocks anyway down there and learned the pile and have great memories. I was there from 78 to 86. You spent as long yeah. there now. But like, yes. it must have been fair torture too to have him around the corner from you. Like, it was, but I did a deal with him. Like, because I I set up uh, this keep fit down there. You'd say, <laughs> what was what? What? <laughs> funds were very low, and I had this idea that you know what we could we could get a crowd in here to do keep fit. Uh, 50, 50, about ten bob anyway. It was at the time, and. Uh, so Jesus, there was nothing else to do in Waterville uh, those nights in the middle of the winter. So Jesus, wait of 60, 70 down there. Now Miko was providing the hall, the electricity, the water, everything. But I was getting half the <laughs> for for it being my idea. So I did a deal with him that look, Miko, I can't keep training like that. If you take it easy on me when we go up to Killarney, I'll train here as well. But Jesus, I, I have to be fair now as well. So we did a deal anyway, and he, most of the time he took it a bit easier, man. That's why the lads reckoned I was his pet then, you know? Well, I tell you, it's no wonder you give up the science teaching and are a financial <laughs> advisor now. Oh, anyway. That was the first business I was in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cash business. Every housewife in, in Waterville out jogging and over and back. And... Oh, I tell you. <laughs> to see him, to see him all doing the press-ups and all the different exercises that we were doing inside in Kerry. It's unknown what damage was done there, right? How Miko Dwyer wasn't sued by all those housewives, I don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> More some uh, physiotherapy bills now, there's no oh, merit in like <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're driving them. Uh, on 50, 50 press-ups, 50 sit-ups. <laughs> and, you can imagine and, it. Oh, Jesus, I can only imagine. The wife arriving home like, and you're watching the television and say, what are you doing now? First tough night tonight. Like, <laughs> Who was doing that? Miko and Bomber. Was Miko calling the shots or Bomber calling the shots? I used to weigh them in. And the secret was, I'd add a few pounds at the start of this uh, in January. And then in March, we'd have the re-weigh and I'd be subtracting three or four. I was in charge and I could set the weighing scale. Sure. Just <laughs> <laughs> weigh water, waterfall style, like, you know. I swear, I mentioned him earlier, Liam Dyle, uh, my, my opposite wing bow. We were great old friends and we, we were always as unfit coming back training, you know. But we'd start off with the bleep test, you know. And obviously, you're familiar with the bleep test now from being involved in Aries and all that. But like, Tyler say, I'm going to set a record low, new low score for the bleep test tonight, like, you know. And it's away for fuck's sake. And he'd say, because when we do it again in the middle of March, <laughs> it'll be Jesus, Liam Dyle, you're after coming up 75%. <laughs> and then it'd be, you have reached the start of level seven. And the next thing, Dyla be out. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Jesus, have you any shame at all? Like, level 10 anyway. Like, I'd say I'd have got on well with him. He was gas, And he'd no more. He used to let on. He had asthma, right? And he had have an old inhaler. <laughs> he'd, he'd produce this inhaler. I said, well, you go away with that fucking thing. Stick it up in your ass. So no more using that chuck. It wouldn't have been refilled oh. like in about two years. <laughs> uh, stop sure the crack it's all about the crack wasn't it story really? like you can look back on and, and, and stuff you got away with there like you used to travel you used to travel yourself and Ogie obviously like he'd have been a little bit older than your bomb and you'd probably have looked up to him in, as you said like he was on that 72 team like 
yeah. in a county like but you become unreal friends like for for life really like I anytime I meet one he'd nearly meet the two he tell you the truth <laughs> we're we're sticky alright yeah but like you know we we're, we're from the same town um you know grew up we played soccer on the beach together when the tide was out um but you know then we played under 14 football under 16 under 18 played with Shannon Rangers uh played Kerry under 21 played Kerry senior you know it was just it's great great if that didn't bring fellas together like and we just got on really well and um we're still great friends and then our kids grew up together and played with the same club and we had all that fun as well like you know so so just great great times great yeah, friends thank god and come here do, when you gave up the science teaching bomb did you did you go you went straight into the building society did you no, I gave uh, the Munster Council. I was anxious to get a school up in North Kerry. You know, I was yeah. travelling up and down for matches and to get somewhere in North Kerry. And while I was waiting, I was asked, you know, would I work for the Munster Council as a coach going around to the schools and to the so-called weaker counties that time? Clare, Tipperary, Waterford and Limerick. So I was a coach. Uh, I was the first paid coach, I'd say, by, by the GA that time. Um, you were the first uh, fella to have a sponsored car. Oh, I tell you why. I started it all. But, um, <laughs> we're all, we're often grateful to you. <laughs> but she's uh, you know, great memories, you know, going around, you know, Watford, Tip, Limerick, Clare. Um, you know, you're going to some of the clubs that time. Jesus, like if it was a hurling club, they 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 knife the ball, the big ball, like you know. But um, I tell you, you'd nearly get away with it. Though. You know, it wasn't too bad. There wasn't, there wasn't any ball knifed anyway, but the threat was there. But I know, great, great memories. Met some fabulous people. And, you know, it really showed you what the GA is about. Like, you know, gorgeous people that just give their lives. Every Everything is for the GA and for the community. And, you know, you're going to schools and to see the the, the work that was being done there and, you know, the, the passion for the game. You know, it was, it was lovely to witness. So I gave, it was during my second year, that this other opportunity came up and I said I'd have a go at it anyway before I go back teaching. And that was with the Building Society in Tralee. And sure, I gave 22 or three years at that. And um, I'm a financial advisor anyway since. Yeah. When did you go out on your own then, Bob? I went out on my own um, last October, 12 months in Tralee here. Um, really enjoying it. Uh, my own office now in, in Tralee and um, love love what I met. And... Um, so far, so good. Good man. And come here, just while we're on that, I suppose, look, I suppose the 08, 09 crash, I, I could have hit me personally in that in business and that, but like, what what do you think, like, just putting on the financial hat, are we, are we in better shape to cope with the crack now? Like, obviously, it is a freaking complete well, drain on the country and, and, and you know. It is a worry. It is a worry for people, like, definitely. But there's an awful lot of differences this time to the 08, like the central banks have loaded in money in time this time, and you have the fiscal stimulus there from the Fed and from Germany. And, you know, once they get the, with so much money gone into the economies all around the world, with once they, once they, um, once they get a vaccine or once there's even treatment and once they get a hold of it, you know, there's, I, I don't believe it's going to be, as bad uh, as as was there in 08 and there's a lot of reasons and a lot of commentators and economists are saying that the recovery could be very quick but it is dependent on an on this virus if they get a hold of it like you know and the quicker they get a get it under control the the economies the global economy will be back because china any places that they're opening up at the moment you know, the economies are coming back fairly quick on and that's given a hope to, to a lot of people and that's why the markets have Bounce back from say the market's gone down thirty three percent and twenty five percent of that has come back. So so um, no, there's there's hope and you know um, please God everything will be fine. You know. Yeah, for for Marty Brown's bar beside me here at home to reopen, we'd have to go from two meters to one meter in Obama. We you'd yeah, be heard, I, you'd be heard all right in a sing song at the two meter. <laughs> At the two meter distance, <laughs> some people could struggle. <laughs> it'd be very hard to do low singing, though. 
<laughs> it'd be very hard to tell a fella an old yarn that you didn't want everyone else in the pub to hear, wouldn't it? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bob, like in later years, you lost three of your greatest soldiers. Like, you know, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't have known Tim. I'd actually know a Tig. I wouldn't have known John. Obviously, everyone knows John Jr. I don't know him as a person, but I'd know the O'Shea as well. As you can probably imagine, yeah. having first met Dara through through Billy Morgan and the great Peter Garvey in the Sunny Bank that Arthur Mercer in Dublin and, and uh yeah. myself and Mark and obviously Tomas then uh, would be known to take videos of me eating pizza and the Sunday game and stuff and <laughs> put them viral all over. Like they're they're desperate rogues, like and but like it was an awful I mean, oh, we were supposed to be the twenty-five year team this year with the dubs. The Dublin team that finally won Keep Bar and his likes. I I, I, I said, Jesus, it was nice to see two of the weaker counties, I said, team making a breakthrough again, you know, like you know, and you can imagine Bar now and a few of them. Like, <laughs> um, but like what the beauty of it, like I, I'd be saying is, and I know we have another one to look forward to with the help of God, but you know, it's just fantastic to have everyone together. Still, like, and we had great plans. We were going to all sorts of exotic places playing golf and you know yourself, like, but they all went yeah. out the window. But I mean, the losses of the boys to E as a group would have been huge, oh, like, absolutely. Like, you know, you know, they're, they're it is way too young to go, like, you know, and tis the families you'd have to be more sorry for, like, to miss out and, and what they have missed out. We've seen their families grown up and seen the success they've the families have had, and um, but you know what, we, we've just good memories, uh, um. Anytime you close your eyes, you can go back in there and you can have massive crack inside in your head thinking of the different nights you were, were with John and Timmy and, and Paddy and the crack and the fun they brought to us. And it is great to have those memories anyway. And we'll always have those, you know. Yourself and yourself and Ogie used to usually travel with the horse and, and Jimmy Dina and to Killarney together, you see? That's right, yeah. In Jimmy uh, in a Ford Fiesta. Um yeah. Great crack, great fun, great stories. We'd be pulling Timmy from that silage. You know, he'd come in and stink the car up with silage, go over after a half day's work, and what a man to train. Like, you know, that's how he got the horse. Like, he was that tough. And, um, you know, great, great fun and great crack. And then we'd have competed against him, you know, Nark with Bale against Listol. You know, we had huge, huge clashes there, like, you know. The Townies. Tony's exactly against us and we're really really great great fun there and John John Egan like he was so quiet and like I, I'm privileged to have had the best seat in the house during his career anyway like you know watching him play there you know off my left shoulder I'm seeing all the things that he could do like you know that a lot of it even gone unnoticed and uh, so quiet and no matter how many fellas that were baiting the head off him like you know you have to Amory says the only way to get it back is on the scoreboard. And, you know, that's just, he was so understated and quiet and just lovely way about him and just loved meeting his his name colleagues after for a point. And that was their fun. And, but uh, great, great. And sure, Paddy, oh my God, like Paddy, Paddy that time, I, we, I was brought up in a bar and he was, had the bar and like we had our own group. Um, with Timmy and mainly you would have had Ogie, Shawnee Welsh, Paddy Lynch, um, myself and and uh, Paddy and we'd be going back there at the Munster Finals. After the Munster Final, you got back and Paddy had a caravan and we'd stay inside in the caravan, the five of us, and we'd be just planning and going back for a day and Jesus, it was nearly a week by the time we got home and uh, with the fun and the crack and he was our kind of kind of of our group you know yeah. and um, we had great fun great memories yeah I, did that fiesta ever take a wrong turn on the way back from Killarney not too often no in fairness uh, Jimmy was very Jimmy was a PE teacher and uh, very disciplined and uh, he kept us under control but there'd be nights alright that we'd be late leaving Killarney and then you'd, you'd get back alright fairness and come here like look some career, and uh, most people know a whole lot about the career, so I wanted to talk about you know, other stuff. And 
So it'll be kind of the angle we'd nearly normally come at this old, this podcast from like, but like some, Jesus, 78, like three goals and two points. Like, I mean, Ryder over stuff, don't make it up. Like, you were still in under 21, like, you know. Jeez. <laughs> That's right. You hardly, first... you hardly played well at all in the first half. Mikey's goal, I suppose, was is the standout yeah. memory and your goal was hungry, the one you caught and laid off and got back. But to some, to some start, like in terms of All-Ireland final appearances, wasn't it? I thought it was going to happen every year. <laughs> <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't long drying up, but ah, sure, it was, it was the, the beauty of that first All Ireland to just to win your first All Ireland medal, like to win an All Ireland medal was a huge, was the goal. You know, if you had one of them, <clears throat> God, you you felt you had achieved something, like you know, and to win it and have your best friend as captain going up receiving the cup and bringing the cup back to Bale. And to the parish, and we went out in the ran that year and took the cup. Sam Maguire into every house in the parish, you know, for the <clears throat> for the Bale Club, uh, fundraising for the Bale Club. It was just unbelievable to see the reaction of the Sam Maguire coming into the to the the houses up in the parish, the different farmhouses, and to, to drive the kids and make for the cup and putting it up over their heads and just fantastic altogether. Yeah, magic. Yeah, Jesus and. Uh- like as you said, like to have to, the three two, and I, I was kind of forgetting about Ogie being captain. To be honest, Jesus, that's it. That's that that double down, double down on it. Really didn't like you know. And obviously, then you went on seventy nine, relatively easy beat the Dubs. I suppose the Dubs were nearly kind of coming near the end of that great team, aren't they? They were, and uh, um, like that was their sixth final in a row, yeah. and they had been on the road. A good bit. Their age, the average age, I'd say, was at least four or five years older than ours. And Stephen, um, he must have been about fifty, like. Well, you see, that my my regret always, I modelled myself on him, and that's why I had this little battle here instead of a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> we better sort the six packs, power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, but it was a great, great Dublin team, and it was great that we we ended up as so friendly with each other, and still are to this day, and you oh, know. Really, that, yeah. It is great to have had that journey with them where they won three of those All Irelands and we had our winnings as well. And so great, great friendship and Kevin Morton, you know, he was even due to he was due to come back there two weeks ago to with his brothers there with a, a thing organized with Ogie and myself there, a game of golf. But you know, it is just they come down still uh, during the year, during the store races and it is great always to meet up. Oh Jesus, Bum! I tell you, true, true. The great Peter Garvey, as I mentioned, that Jimmy, Jimmy, and Peter would have been yeah. know, best friends. Like I, I was a victim of that trip to Listowel and Killarney <laughs> races uh, a few times there after retiring as Clare manager. Before I kind of took up the Dublin job, I about three years of it there. Uh, Jesus, I don't blame Paddy Cullen for coming out from on up for the match. Then, well, there was some year I just wasn't going to come back. He said, I was coming back that shook every year. But Jesus, the crack like with them. There were celebs like around the town, like, weren't they? Oh, they were, yeah. It was senior championship, like, as you'd say. <laughs> Your biggest no. rivals, but of course, that, like, that's in one way. Now we live in an era where they all know each other now as they're playing. They're, they're friends nearly because through college and everything very early in life. And of course, Twitter and Instagram and, and Facebook and all that. Whereas, we kind of grew up hating each other and then go on like when I when Dublin won a Leinster title with me the fella I marked probably the most for tip Tommy Dunn was my coach do you know yeah. you become great yeah. friends with lads later in our time I suppose um, but in our, in our time that time the hate was there as well the competitive animal that's in you like you we were mad jealous of that Dublin team with the success they were having they had put us in our place there in 76 and 77 and Jesus, have no doubt, like that, that 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 hate and that you'd do anything to 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 beat him, like you know. And um, but as you see, when you look back at it now, from my age, we're getting very sensible, like you know, sure, you you nearly forget that there was ever any hate there, like you know. Yeah, yeah, oh, sure. Look, that and that is the way. And I, you kind of feel, I think, when when it, you're kind of finished with it, you know, and you can watch it and enjoy it as a supporter and that kind yeah. of thing that. Your kind of war is over, nearly. 
the war as well. The war, uh, but now it's peace yeah. times, and you're going to, you know, yeah, yeah, you're going to holiday with them now, and instead of fighting them in the trenches or that kind of thing. But like, on, on to three in a row, like, and I watched it, and I didn't think it was your greatest performance. Now, Bob, obviously they had beaten you in another twenty-one final, Ross Common. Jesus, like they, they were good on that day, weren't they? I was sure I was missing that day. And today. Were you missing that day, Bomber? It was <laughs> a very boring all match, you see. 64 freeze. Um, I had my appendix to Tuesday night before for that. Um, uh, Tuesday night before the All-Ireland, yeah, I got a pain and went in and I woke up the following day. I knew I was in trouble and got an injection in and I was operated on. Um, but... In fairness, though, that match was so bad, I'd say, because the weather was terrible. Fierce, windy day, do you know? Um, as bad a conditions as you can get now, because I remember a fella tried to fly me up to the match by air. And he says, after 20 minutes, we're not going to make it. Jeez, I was bracing myself for a, for a crash landing. But he just turned back and we flew up by car. And, um, do you know, it was... It was it was just a horrible day for a match. And the game then, but it was close, I'd say. The, the Roscommon lads had a, had a good cut at it. And, you know, we're very close on and, and, and the day. I think Paddy Shea made a fantastic save at, the, at one end. And Mikey's goal that was the was the turning point. And Mikey's free taking and was was very important the same day. And then obviously... Actually, we got men of the match. Tim Tim had a serious match at centre back as well that same day if memory serves me right. Yeah. Jeez, he, had, he had a serious thump of a ball, hadn't he? I just watched a few of the older games when he put down the freeze to kick up you that time you had to. Yeah. He could he could kick it as far as a goalie, like. But like obviously then beat Offley, but Offley were coming following yeah. then Din eighty two bomb and I you know, it was only watching it again, you know the way they're showing the matches, obviously. Yeah. It was only watching it again, and I know it is a painful one, like how good a game of football it was. Yeah, great game. We had we had three fabulous games with Offaly that time. A semi-final where we'd won, and then a final where we'd won, and then the, the five in the row, as you, um, where they won. And ah, you couldn't take it from them. Like, they had some fantastic footballers on that team. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, out of... It was, they didn't come from nowhere to beat us, like, you know. They had a track record... They had won Leinster. They'd lost Leinster and won it. They'd lost the semi-final and came back and won one. They'd lost the final and came back and won. Six years. And with you, Jim McGee, in charge, brilliant coach, brilliant mind. I was privileged to have trained under him. Lot of mercy on him. Um, fantastic man. Fantastic human being. Kind of just, you knew well he'd get the max out of whatever he was given, like, you know. And um, fair play to them. They, they beat us fair and square, you know. Well, you, you say fair and square, and that's the menu of course. But, like, watching it back, like, I'm not, like, the Derby one, I still wouldn't be overly, you know, it was, it was, it was definitely a nudge, like, whether, but it was, whether it was a blatant, like, I thought Tommy probably didn't really, wasn't really in the right place at the right time. It says Tommy was a brilliant wing back, I suppose, but maybe as a complete, like, if it was a Dinahan type figure under that ball, he wouldn't have gone out first to it, like, but. Jesus, there was two frees before it, but I'm watching it back in light of the way the game was being played. They were fairly soft, like. Uh, but, like, you know, the uh, the underdogs would often get calls like that in matches. You know, you could go back you could go back to loads of matches where underdogs would get a few few calls, you know. So, but look, take nothing away. Their whole half-back line went up and scored a point. They didn't sit back. They went for us. Matt Connor. Super player Johnny Mooney, Brendan Lowry, you know Richie Connor, Sean Lowry. You go to him, Pat Fitzgerald, um, you know series Liam Connor, Tomas Connor, Patrick Dunn, you know Conroy. Jesus, they, they they had a serious team and with a serious coach then, and they had suffered. And you know yourself, if a fella has suffered and suffered and eventually keeps coming back, eventually he breaks through that door like, and they broke through. And fair play to him. And, and and fair play to you for just giving them all the credit. Was there any? Do you ever feel like again talking to Splans? Yeah, I'd meet Splans a bit in Dublin at the at the old RTE stuff. Like he kind of felt fellas started maybe doing stuff that did, he never associated them with them doing before. 
you know, retreating yeah. too deep. And now maybe you're after alluding there that the Offaly boys took it, uh, took the ball yeah. up the field and came forward. But did the way the history play any role in it? Like we even I saw last did. year that Dublin yeah. probably the first day were lucky. Do you know what yeah, and it did. It did. The pressure, pressure came on. Have no doubt about it. Um, you know, the last ten minutes, we even after the goal, we still had a a chance or two there. Whether if we were, had more composure, you know, in hindsight, you know. But that's it. Like pressure to bound to 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 get to us. It uh, is a to the fair white cauldron out there, and in when you're going for something like that, and fair play to the Dubs this year, you know. To they got out of jail the first day against Kerry, in fairness. But they showed how good they were the second day and, you know, they were the, the better team. And how how good are your young lads coming, Bob? They're very good. Really, really, really good. I'm very hopeful. Lovely lads. Been out with them a few times. Uh, gorgeous young lads, you know, and have fierce passion for it and are... No, it's couldn't 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 be in a nicer position over the next five five ten years. You know, hopefully we'll get we'll get many good days out in Crow Park again. Yeah, and like, what if there's no championship? Do you think that would hurt this Kerry team? Uh, obviously, it hurts every team. I thought you know, but like, might it be a little bit of a help that the Dubs, you know, would be gone on a year without having played? I'm not trying to be. We, oh, all no. want, we all want a championship if we can have it safely, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But might it work out in Kerry's favour that little bit? Do you know what it is? You you could say like it's is you couldn't really call who's who let's suit. You you could argue from Kerry's point of view they're a year older, a year more physically developed, which is absolutely good because they were they needed that. From Dublin's point of view, after the five in a row and the celebrations there, do you know if they were ever going to be cut, it would be then. They've had their celebrations now and eventually new coach. Do you know, they've, they're going to be, he's going to try and prove everything that he can, that that he's a good coach and he has all those players that they've had their fun and they're competitive animals, as you remember when you were in there. Like, you know, it's it's about winning at that level and they want to get back in there into that, across the white line again and and perform and perform for themselves, their families, their supporters, and they're going to be driven on as well. So I think it is 50-50 really, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to know. Yeah, for It might be a break for Desi as well coming in, like uh, when you're taking over from a five-in-a-row manager, Jesus, you know? Yeah, but you have, you have Galway and you have Donegal and, you know, Cork. There's other teams that are going to be coming into it as well. Like, you know, it didn't just carry in, in Dublin. Like, they've... They're, they're, they're all waiting in the grass too and they have been showing signs of improvement. And obviously, Bam, you, you know, you cemented your absolute greatness. I mean, win four in a row anyway, you could nearly just say that was just a greatness so unparalleled at the time and, and that kind of thing. But like to come back and win the three in a row, that really like was incredible going, wasn't it? I mean, just to, even yeah. for Mikko, like to come back and really, yeah. a bit like Cody, like after... Yeah, it's an old and under five in a row. Yeah, it was um, in fairness, like it was a it was a heartbreak for Miko losing that five in a row, no doubt about it. But I just actually saw the speech he gave inside in the dressing room to the Offaly lads after. Jesus, he was he was really gracious. I must say, for a man that was absolutely gutted, it was just real class. But then he suffered. We suffered it again against Cork the following year. The goal, Ty Murphy's goal, the last minute out again, beaten by a pint. And then he regrouped and new blood, a bit of new blood came into the, you know, the Timmy Dowds, John Higgins, John John Kennedy, Willie Maher, you know, um, Tom Spillane, uh, John Lynch. They, they they added a pile for that for that three in a row. You know, the few of our older lads had, had packed it in at that stage. There was a cohort of eight or nine of us there still, probably. And then you had the new blood coming in and, by God, they, 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 they had a huge... They, the new energy, as you know, when you get a bit of new energy in like that, you know, it just started again and snowballed from there. Yeah, incredible. Incredible way to kind of cap it. I know Mick stayed on his man, but Cork, Cork were coming, obviously, and then with the 
arrival of Tompkins and, and, and Fahey and these guys and, and uh, obviously great Nemo players that were there and all that, you know, they, they were coming with a team all right at that stage. But just wanted to ask you one thing about that three in a row team. Was Mick Galway the worst footballer to ever win an All-Ireland football medal? Well, that that goes without saying. Absolutely. <laughs> he, was, he was so bad to turn that when he'd go out and by the time he'd come around and turn, they were saying that any small farmer worth his salt would make a fair living out of the amount of ground there that he'd take him to turn. So he was he was definitely the worst I've ever seen anyway. Um, you, you can put that on the record. Well, we have it on the record forevermore. And Gallev, when you're out for your walk there in Kilkenny tonight, will you just listen to this? And I didn't tee it up at all, but I just couldn't <laughs> picture you. I could picture you carrying the whole English pack over the line and tweaking them, all right. But uh, winning an All-Ireland football medal, I couldn't picture. But I knew you did. And uh, we had pictures to prove it from Marcus Shea. But now we're after getting the real story from Bomber, so... There we have it. There we have. There we have it. Gallev just wanted to get that one in there, bomb, just for him. But come here, bomb. In in Tralee, then, like I suppose the kids growing up and that you you got involved in Aries, the great Kearns O'Reilly's, and um, that's right. Yeah. What, like, would you have got involved with them? You you obviously didn't play with them if you were playing with Bale up to forty. No, um, no I I John, I came to town. Um, I bought a house in 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 Tralee and. John Dowling, who had Captain Kerry in 55 and was a very good friend of mine because when I was working in Tralee, he was coming into the office and we'd chat and he was as passionate about football as Mick Odoi was. You know, he would, one of those fellas that would just talk football 24 hours a day. And do you know what I enjoyed? The the thing, we became very good friends and um, he he got me to to, to train Kevin's O'Reilly's and... Um, uh, he got my son involved with the club first, and then I, I was actually training John Mitchells for a year. Then and then um, I was asked, uh, "Would I would I train Kevin's O'Reilly's?" And I had a lovely lovely journey with them. Really went in there not knowing anything really about coaching, and just learned it as the years went by. Learned it through making mistakes, and um, we just eventually it was just lovely to to win a, a championship with them. Yeah, they hadn't won it in. Forty something years, one was it? That's right. Yeah, it was forty-seven years, I think, previously before before they had won it. So you can imagine the celebrations and the crack and the fun and the the journey. And it was just to witness that, you know, going a step closer uh, and eventually learning a bit more and seeing fellas and becoming competitive and getting to semi-finals and losing them and you know and eventually to get over the line. It was just. Fantastic, and to see what it meant to the club and the players and and the community, and you know, it was just lovely. And yeah, obviously, had lived in the shadow of another big club down there that I have recently kind of fallen out with. Um, <laughs> 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 your own business. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and of that we shall not. But I'll just to say that that uh, when when Kilmiley used to come into Chile to play the county finals, and we wanted to warm up, we used to go to the Narries. And you always give us the best of treatment there, I'll tell you. And uh, uh, nice just, to just to thank them for that always because uh, it meant a bit to me because it was somewhere nearby to, to get into. But I was always, uh, yeah, I was always a bit of an Aries fan after that anyway. That's no reflection of the other huge club <laughs> in the town. They have welcomed me to, to Connolly Park, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Connolly Park. Connolly Park. To, and I, I, I wouldn't mind, but when I, I trained Shannon Gales up here one year, we were beating in the county semi-final. Because uh, we live back west now, and it's all football back here. And uh, Mikey kindly gave me a, um, a challenge match, um, yeah. and I remember the midfield that day for for um, the stacks was was Donny and William Kirby. Uh, but we had a great day and a night in Hennessy's afterwards. So I was in Conley Park. I was about <laughs> to put the record straight. I was. And but like you won a championship with a crowd that hadn't won it in forty seven years, and was it? Would there not? Been a temptation like to take it on then and maybe the coaching. No, I knew I had even told them, which you should never do. I told them this is it last year. I'm out here. You know yourself. I was obsessed with it. I was getting up. I was doing match analysis that time. In my scientific way of doing it was watching the tape five and six times, taking my stats from it and putting all the information up in the dressing room after. And I was 
I used to love watching the match the seventh time as much as watching it the first time. This is the same match, like just total obsession. And and uh, so I knew it was becoming unhealthy that Jesus, like that there was anyone I'd meet, I was trying to learn something. Do you know, you're a centre-back. How? Tell me what's the important thing there about centre-back. You know, you were trying to look for information everywhere. And Jesus, I'd say I was the biggest born in Tralee, you know. So uh, eventually I just said, no, it's enough now. Um, I have to move to something else. And... Um, but just to just lovely for me and for the for the club that to get that success. But I was I was going had my mind made up that that was it anyway, you know. So I was very happy to close close that chapter and leave it there. Put putting that much into club management, you can imagine then the county and trying to keep track of the whole county. Like uh, like tis a met. I often say that like Jesus, I did it for nine years there. Tis an absolute. Tis, yeah, tis, you know, you'd want a patient family anyway, and. Uh, You'd want yeah. handy enough all work to be doing outside of it anyhow, because it's a it's a full time job to be honest. But of course, you 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 didn't do the, the intercounty management. You just went straight to international football, which is very hard to come back to interclub or club or anything after international. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, I, I was lucky enough that Sean Boylan picked me there to to to. Um, I don't know what he picked me for, but he, he was part of his part of his management team anyway. And then I was part of Anthony Tohill's management team as well. Um there. So we had a few great trips to Australia at the end of my career. So it was a great, great finish and absolutely totally enjoyed the, the experience and getting to know Sean Boyle and to be inside in the dressing room to see. Oh, I was wondering. What type of a fellow was he that had the meat fellas absolutely bloobers like gone out in the field and, and he coming across like with a with a, like a saint? And I it just wasn't I wanted to figure out what how how can you have that? Uh, such a nice man coming across as a gorgeous man. The next thing his team cut the head off you. Yeah. And do you know what? He is a gar- as gorgeous as, as you know, and when you see in the dressing room, he's just he's he has a beautiful way. Of talking and and listening to to players and they just become empowered and and just go and and deliver. But um, it was great to see that and to see a professional like Anthony Tuhl in operation and to have Kieran McGinney and Kevin O'Brien and Sean Og and you know all the extra friends you'd make in those. It's just just great to have 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 that and and to be able to touch base with those lads now and. If you're feeling any way down, just to pick up the phone and give an old trip down memory lane, and I'm sure you'll be hopping again. Magic, yeah. Um, like day I got with the hurling side of it, we play Scotland in Shinty there yeah. every second year. I got one trip to Inverness, like I didn't get to Melbourne or Sydney or the the Melbourne cricket ground, like do you know what I mean. But uh, Inverness was good crack too. It's where what you make it from, isn't it? Ah, but sure, tisn't the location, tis who you're with, Anthony. True, tis true. And if you, like, as I often say, even we'd be on about going on stags here and that the boys say, we go to Galway, lads, or, you know, we go to Dublin, or we go, no, lads, I said, we'll get on the boat. <laughs> and we're just, like, I know we're only going to Kerry and we can go around by the road down nearly as quick with the toll bridge. It's just, just something about going on the boat. Oh yeah, after board, and we were in another planet. In like, kind of like, even though we don't even want to leave, like, <laughs> that's your look. Uh, but I mean, I, I tell you a great one, and, and I let you go. I know, I know, you're probably due to um, go to the practice range and get ready for Monday shortly. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, like I remember one time myself and Eilish were up in a hotel in Dublin, and I went out to the car to get something, you know. Uh, late on at night now it was about 11 o'clock or whatever and, and uh, I was about to get something that we'd left in the car and on my way back in I'd just given up the Dublin managing job I think and on my way back in who's coming out the door of the hotel uh, in Castle Knock only Sean Boylan you know and I would have known Sean a little bit through Father Harry who used to be with me yeah. Father Harry Bowen they were great pals and jeez uh, I arrived up to the room and this is about 11 I arrived up to the room at about 1 o'clock in the morning and like I hadn't even a glass of wine now. <laughs> and she says to me, Jesus Christ, you had to go back to the bar again. She says, I says, I says, I've been sitting in the lobby with Sean Boyle, and that's the kind he is with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's engaging, yeah. Magic Fabulous. guy, magic guy. Magic. Bomber, um, 
I didn't even get to go in depth with Mikko and I didn't even get to talk about Gert Muller and all the goals you must have been scoring on the beach in Valley Bunyan when you were a young fella to get the nickname. Can I, can I, can I go through it with you in the Easter when, when they <laughs> were up <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you one thing. One of the things I'm looking forward to when this is over is going over to the Easter and me and you sitting down and we'll bring Ogie. I often wonder how Ogie has been <laughs> survived. Which are yeah. <laughs> after Italy, I say I used to be feeling shook in the mornings, you know. And for the first half an hour, you'd wake up, even though you were over now on the on the, on the Venetian coastline, like nearly, you know. And and you'd wake up the first half an hour and say, Ah, oh, what did I come over here for? Like, and then you'd go down by the pool and you'd meet maybe Ogie and yourself and Stephen O'Brien. I'd say, how you lads? <laughs> a quick dip in the pool and you're away again, like you know. So, bummer. Uh, the Oyster Bar is a date, uh, and uh, you, oh, you, you'll get me out in Belly Bunyan or Tralee for cheap, will you? Oh, no bother, no bother. I'll bring you're, I'll bring Ali Baker or someone to match you for distance. Oh yeah, Ogie and myself will take you on. Well, I'll take on Ogie and I'll let Baker and yourself be away <laughs> on the golf course and in the Oyster Bar. Be happy, okay? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Look no Thanks a million Cheers. for your time, Bauer, this morning. And uh, mind yourself, okay? Cheers, Anthony. God bless. Thanks again for joining us on the Irish Examiner Sports Podcast. And don't forget, you can read the full Irish Examiner and every supplement just as they are printed. Anytime, anywhere, on your phone, your PC, or your tablet using our e-paper. Just visit irishexaminer.com forward slash e-paper for all the details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.